Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the program. Always a pleasure to have you here. It is episode number 34 for the project. We're going to call it the Austin Matthews episode, number 34. I used to always think that 34 was, I don't know, not necessarily a number reserved for a player. Certainly not a, a superstar like Austin Matthews, but I mean, there's lots of players of over the course of time who have gone in and worn a number that wasn't traditionally known as sick and uh, made it unreal. And uh, number 34, I think I'm, I'm, I have to go with the Austin Matthews episode. That's what it's going to be. Guy's a fucking freak. I really haven't been watching much hockey this year. I think that's because obviously it's it's just without the fans, it's different. And the 56 game schedule to me, it just, and I, I mean, it's sweet with the Northern divisions and it's fun watching the Canadian teams play each other, you know, and a lot more than they ever have in the past. But it just doesn't have the same atmosphere as an 82-game season. So I really haven't been watching that much hockey, and, and it's a shame. But uh, also just getting gassed from playing hockey a couple weeks ago didn't really make me want to go home and just watch hockey while that's what I feel like I should be doing. I didn't really want to come home and sit on the couch and watch hockey until I started working again. So, yeah, haven't been consuming a ton of content. I, I bet you that's the case for a lot of people, NHL-wise, sports-wise in general. I bet you revenues are just getting fucking slashed, which is sad. Which is very sad, but I did check out uh, the game last night briefly. I checked out a, a couple minutes of the Flames Leafs game, and uh, I watched Matthews get another one, and um, league leading. And I mean, he's—I saw they pulled up a stat. I can't—I wish I tried to find it right before this podcast, but uh, in his fifth season, I mean, he's played 380 games or something like that. He has 185 goals, and in terms of American-born players in their first five seasons. He's leading the way pretty handedly. And there were some obviously uh, amazing NHL American-born hockey players. And I just thought that that really just attributed to how amazing Austin Matthews really is. And he doesn't get enough appreciation, I don't think, because, I mean, that sounds hilarious saying that. It seems in a way that's all they talk about, and and especially on the Leafs. But when a guy's scoring goals like he does, like you're going to take the forefront over other players like Mitch Marner and shit like he's gross I mean he's having he's a bona fide superstar but maybe a little bit more of a passer and I mean that guy who's on the highlight reel consistently putting the puck in the net at an alarmingly high rate he's obviously going to be more of a center of attention than the guy who's dishing out unbelievable uh the guy who's dishing out unbelievable passes and that's just the way it's going to go unfortunately um but awesome Matthews man what a fucking stud King Pablo I'd love it if that's... I want him to be known as King Pablo now. A phoenix as he rises. I want, I'm going to quickly read this off to you. Um, not like I am a Leafs fan, but this isn't biased at all. He's in his fifth season. Let me read you his, his goal tally so far. Rookie year, 40 goals. Next year, 34 goals. Year after, 37 goals. Last season, 47 goals. And this year, he's already got 27 goals in 36 games played. Quite impressive. And I want to reiterate again, the, the the names on this list that he has beat to have the most goals in the least amount of game, or like the, the his first five seasons. There was Madano was on there. Patty Kane was on there. I mean, I'm not going to go through the list of all the amazing American-born players, but I just thought that was a really crazy stat. And especially for the modern-day game where, I mean, goals are definitely up and scoring is up, but I mean, they weren't putting the puck in the net like they were in the late 80s and the 90s. And, and at certain times when, you know, goaltending wasn't uh, as amazing as it is now. And it's just crazy. I just found that that was an alarming stat. But um, lots going on, folks. Um, 
I'm just going to do a quick episode this week. It's been a couple days since I talked to you. We had an amazing time, or we did. I, I, I certainly enjoyed the Caprios interview. I got some great feedback on it, and I just thought it was really cool. It was, again, admirable that a guy, um, you know, with his schedule and what he's up to and what he's done in the past to even come on my show is uh, pretty cool. And I thought uh, it was awesome. I just felt like I, I felt like I felt like we were old buddies. We were just kind of buzzing. But um, I was going to get one out this weekend, and then it didn't end up happening. So here it is, Tuesday, as I record this episode. Um, I'm going to get this one out this afternoon. I'm probably going to record this and just throw it out there because we need one. Folks, let's be serious. But I got some cool news. Um, two of my good buddies, are uh, they're stuck in quarantine in Montreal right now. Two of my former teammates, they were playing, in the, they were playing hockey in France professionally. They were playing in the top league over there, known as the Magnus. Ligue, Ligue de Magnus, is that how they say it in French? Probably not, but um, they were over there, <clears throat> their season just commenced, and they are currently quarantining in a hotel in Montreal, so I was trying to get a hold of them to speak to them immediately, but it looks like we might push that back to tonight, but uh, with me doing an interview to piece that interview together, wouldn't be able to have it out tonight, so I might as well just get this one out there, and you're going to get a little bonus, a little bonus two for one this week. So that should be fun. I won't touch on that anymore. Um, but uh, that's great news because <clears throat> it's Eric Camp, Eric Campbell, Eric Robichaux and Colin Campbell coming home, two of my former teammates. And actually, Eric is my boss. Me and Eric um, got into the roofing last year. I shouldn't say we did. He's uh, been a roofer since he was about 18 years old. His father owned a construction company and uh, wasn't a big fan of heights, wasn't a big fan of the roofs, and uh, taught Roby how to do it at a pretty young age, right out of high school, and kid's been buzzing ever since. He's 27 now, almost 28, and he got me into the roofing game with him last year when we were both in our off-seasons and training for hockey, and it was a hilarious, perfect job, and I actually really liked it. So he's back. He's started his quarantine, so that means I can finally get my ass working and get some money and just stop watching the... The bank account dry up. It looks like the Sahara Desert in there. RBC called me and they said, are you good, man? And I said, take a fucking look at the app, buddy. If you're calling me to ask me if I'm good, shit probably ain't going that well. So lock it up. But that's good news. So I'll be back in the game here. I've been trying my best to stay busy. Um, I have been doing a very good job of it, I think to a degree. But uh, it's hard when you're not working and I mean I've, I've been doing this pod thank god for that and I've been working out a lot just to stay busy and try and lose a couple lbs and you know stay in shape get ready for the summer get looking good maybe keep keep in shape in case an option turns up that I might play somewhere next year you know you never know but there's always those times where I find like you know I'm, I'm trying to kill the day and I'm very I play a lot of guitar I've played a lot of guitar since I've gotten home to Canada read a lot of books tried to stay busy but uh, I'm definitely ready to work. And I just find like these apps like TikTok and shit like, oh, TikTok's the worst, man. Like I, I don't even have to reiterate that for anyone that ever goes on it. Like you can go on TikTok and all of a sudden you look up 45 minutes is melted off the clock and your brain feels like a smoothie. You feel like an idiot after you get sucked in there and you, and you can't look. And it just, it's a brutal feeling. And then it, I just find like, it's just... This past year, must the ADD diagnosis, they probably don't even diagnose people with that anymore because we all have it. We're all looking at TikToks that are a minute long, like when everything we get is just a little clip or a little tweet and 
a little Facebook post. Like we talked about this years ago and social media became like really present about a decade back. But I got to admit, it's, it's, it's hard to like, in a way, sometimes retain like long content. And I think that's just the position we're putting ourselves in with all these stupid fucking immediate stimuli we'll call it like the like the immediate satisfaction of, of of looking at a quick clip don't have to commit to it and you can kind of keep you know just checking random shit out and that's that's attractive obviously but it gets you stuck in that vortex and i mean it's funny man I, you got to admit you're like the media that we consume in all other aspects is changing because of the way that we've changed by the shit that we want to look at and it only being shorter clips and it and it not being that long like i don't think that people in a couple of generations will be able to listen to a song that's longer than a minute. They probably wouldn't be able to pay attention. They wouldn't care. They'd want to hear another one. Like I was, um, American Idol still going. And I haven't watched that show literally since I was probably in like, geez, like fifth or sixth grade. Like when it first came out and that wouldn't have even been when it first came out, but it was really popular then. Simon, Paula, Randy, or is it Samuel Jackson? Randy Jackson, either or they hadn't like, that was, that seems like OG American Idol to me. A lot of great famous singers that we know of and are still present in the industry today were products of that show in that era. But right now we got Luke Bryan, who is a judge, which makes me scratch my fucking head. Um, who's the other one? Katy Perry and Lionel Richie. Odd dynamic. Also, why is Luke Bryan in there? Like, I like Luke Bryan has some good songs. I used to really like him, but he basically, like, his voice is his talking voice. He just talks into the microphone. He kind of sings a little bit, but like, I don't think we got to get Luke Bryan up there as a fucking American Idol judge, but I'm not a singer. So what do I know? But my girlfriend and her mom still occasionally tune into it. And the other night we were having supper and they threw it on and we're watching it and they had a bunch of great artists. There's, there's no shortage of talent on the show, but they didn't show a single full song. Like the people would come up and like some of the songs were great tunes of artists that I know and like. And they'd play like a verse and a chorus and a verse or like a verse and they'd get the chorus in there twice and they'd cut it at that. Not even that they weren't showing it like the full song, like they cut it out. Like that's all that the musicians were putting up was like a quarter of these songs or a minute and 20 seconds of these songs. And I mean, is that because they got to get multiple contestants at the early going of this show in? And I mean, that could very well be, it was an hour long program and there was a multitude of contestants. So maybe they couldn't fit all of them in singing their an entire version of that song. I mean, should, should an artist that's in a singing competition not get like, at least a crack at the entire song? Like what if you had a slip note or two in a verse or, or the first, you couldn't save it with a big finale at the finish. I don't know. I'm not really into these singing shows. I'm really hoping it that they were just trying to fit everyone in and that this isn't just a product of the world we live in where we can't even fucking focus on something for a full song. Like, I think, I bet you in a couple of years, like, when it kind of goes back to normal, hopefully, hopefully, and I'm saying a couple of years, hopefully it's a couple of days more like, but I mean, maybe we come back to a world where we're playing live music for people at a, at a venue and they, people in the crowd can't even, they can't even sit through a full three and a half minute, four minute song. That might be too long for them. They might be yelling bloody murder next up on the docket. Maybe it'll be like a jukebox and we'll just like, remember those power hour playlists we used to listen to in like college and high school where like the end of a minute it would say like shot, 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 shot. And it would have to twist and it would change for you. Our retention level is it's, it's strikingly pointing that way. And it's,
it's not good. I mean, it's kind of alarming. And I, and I try to think about that too. I, I, I honestly think about my retention levels daily. I'm like, I can't just be fucking looking at this shit all day and, and just flipping around online. I'm going to go absolutely insane. Especially because half the people on online are absolutely insane. Again, they're not real people. It's a very tough look. I mean, I just, I think this instant gratification we've gotten from like, you know, social media, we have everything at our fingertips. I feel like a lot of people like forget like how much needs to be put into a single thing to be good at it. I mean, I'm a victim of this myself. Like I like to call myself a jack of all trades, master of none. Because I like I, I'm I have a lot of interests and I have no issue pursuing them, but when you spread yourself thin and you want to get involved with all these different, I mean activities, hobbies, things you want to pursue, things that take skill. I mean you can get involved at them and have no problem giving them a try, a college try, but to really get good at anything, you have to start and you have to stick with it and you're going to have to persevere through some tough times. There's going to be some adversity. It's not just going to come to you. And I mean, I've, I've certainly realized this in my own hockey career. Like I played hockey since I was like four years old. I'm 26 now. And I, I mean, didn't work as hard as some worked ex way harder than 99% of the people do at, at the game. And I feel like, I mean, I'm, I'm happy with what I, what I uh, accomplished in the game of hockey for sure. Like I think I can hang my hat on it and, and have no regrets in certain ways for sure. But I think that was such a lesson to me coming out of hockey. Like I'm, I'm looking at things like, I'm like, Oh, I'd love to take guitar seriously. And I'd love to, uh, you know, get better at that. And I want to join a band or something like that is maybe a dream of mine. And I'm like, well, think about how much effort you had to put into hockey and how long that took you to get to a level that, you know, admirable to many, but in your eyes was maybe a little bit shorter than the dreams you had as a kid. And think about how fucking hard you had to work just to get there. So if you wanted to be successful at guitar, like what's not to think it's the exact same amount of preparation, the exact same amount of sacrifice, because it is. Think about all these kids that have been playing guitar their whole life, their whole life and they're my age at 26. They're light years ahead of me. And that's just because of the hours they put in, the time they've put into it. Guitar is such a great example. No one wants to, everyone wants to pick it up, but it's so frustrating when you get it. And it, and I mean, we I can think of 99% of the people I know have picked up a guitar at some point in their lives or say they're going to or want to try it. And it's another thing. It's just, you go, it's, it's like anything. You have to put that time into it to be successful at anything. And that's my mindset in all aspects of life. Like nothing's going to come easy. Um, I've just, I've, Essentially right now, I have a hilarious outlook on life because I have no idea what's in front of me. Not a clue. It's an absolute blank page. And I mean, that's exciting for me because I feel like I can take that and I can go anywhere with that. Whereas I feel like that might make some people feel anxious. And I mean, the, the fear of the unknown, but I mean, you got to kind of embrace that unknown, but you got to realize that whatever you're going to fucking do, whatever you're going to put forth, I mean, you got to commit to it and um, you got to dive fully in. And I mean, I know that it's such a weird, like, I find I struggle with this too. It's like, well, what's the point of life? Is it to, you know, is it to succeed? Is it to, you know, work hard for things you want? Obviously that, that needs to come into play, but is there that balance of enjoyment? Like, should I be in just enjoying the moment, being grateful for what I have? And I mean, going that route. I mean, I feel like sometimes people get lost in the flip-flop of the balance. That is that question. And it's, it's really it's tough to balance. I've, and I think that's something that like I'm 26 and I've realized just like, you know, you think you're going to grow up and you think you're going to figure it out. And I think 
the only thing I think I've realized the older I've gotten and I'm, and I'm fucking so young. I understand that is that the more I, the more I think I know is just the more I don't know about absolutely anything. So at the end of the day, you just, you got to fucking commit to it. You just, you have to go for it. And that's just the way it's going to be. But what, what, what I kind of got onto this subject was like, I just laugh, like social media is just so fucking hilarious, especially these days. Like, I feel like, I feel like back when social media, like, like I spoke of a second ago, a decade ago, when it came truly prominent, people weren't necessarily posting the outlandish things I think they are today. And I mean, I'm no one to judge. You can do whatever the fuck you want to do on social media. That's what it's for. And that's its purpose. But you obviously have to consider how these things are going to be perceived. And I just find like, everyone wants to make a Everyone wants to make a blog account. Everyone wants to be a vlogger. Everyone wants to be an influencer now. I mean, we got people are making fitness accounts and they prior to the day they made the account, they have never exercised for more than 27 minutes in a straight shot once in their lives. And that we think that for some reason we're going to start doing glute band workouts in our mother's garage and film it with our iPhone sixes um, on the front camera. And people are going to want to watch that and people are going to retain value from that. And I'm, and people do. And this isn't me telling you that you're an idiot for going out there and trying to do stuff like that. I'm the one with I'm the one talking on a podcast that six people listen on. So who am I to speak on anything? That's just the, I'm, this is my opinion. I just think it's it's funny. A lot of people start these accounts, they go out there, they don't get an immediate following, they don't do well, they shut it down immediately. I think that there's a numerous successful accounts out there that didn't make it overnight. They found out uh, what was of value to people who were retaining the shit that they were putting out in terms of content, and they pursued that angle to a point that they found success. And a lot of people get frustrated when people don't like what they put out there, and I think that that's just part of being a creator. You gotta you gotta go out there and you gotta find out what people are interested in, and that's gonna take some trial and error. And I mean, I found for myself like this podcast has been extremely extremely hard to grow. Um, I look, if I, if you told me a year ago that, um, I'd have the numbers I do with the downloads I do, I mean, I, I would have obviously wanted more, but I've learned how it is extremely hard to get it fucking out there and have it be heard without spending a bunch of money on advertising and shit. My last episode, the Kiprios episode, I put 10 bucks up on, uh, Facebook for a page. You can boost your page. And then I just found out what a cult Facebook is. Holy shit, they're all over me now. Everything I touch on Facebook is like, would you like to boost another post, sir? Would you like to advertise everything? Now, everything I touch on Facebook is ruined because I did one boosted post. And it didn't even do fuck all for me, probably. I, but I realized that this show is still incredibly young in its infancy. It truly is. You look at podcasts that we listen to now that are all at the forefront that are well-established, well-known. I mean, I'll go for huge ones, obviously. Like Spit and Chicklets. They're like four, almost 400 episodes in. That seems crazy. They've already been around since like 2015. I feel like that's... that's They have a great following. And they got there fast. But they've been around for five years. And I mean, like the Joe Rogan podcast. Everyone, for some reason, hates Joe Rogan. Which I don't understand. But he's got to be on like episode 16, 1700. And obviously, I'm in no way comparing my podcast to either of those shows, but I'm just saying notable shows um, that have affable followings have been around for a long time. And I mean, unless you're, if you're listening to this right now, there's a, there's a strong chance you know me. There's also a strong chance that you were referred to someone that does know me pretty closely. And if, if you're not someone, 
I'm that is related to me in that sense. I um, has a further degree of separation than that. Then I welcome you to this program. It's probably t- it probably took me a little bit of a battle to acquire you to listen to the show. But what if you're if you're gonna look at my show and you're gonna look at it and see I only have 34 episodes. <coughs> Excuse me. You'd probably think that I wasn't really barely had my my foot out the door. Like if if I I find if I look at a podcast and I mean if it has only a se- several episodes, I mean it's unless it's a real notable name that or, or you know a host that's uh, you know well known to begin with, it's chances are I'm not going to be clicking on that. I'm not going to be pressing that on the dial. So I mean I understand that I'm going to have to grind at this for a while to get this show off the ground, and that's totally fine with me. It's totally fine with me. But I just social media is just it's a cesspool right now. I mean, everyone's a jack of all trades, master of none. And, we're, and we just showcase it on social media. And I find it's very intriguing. Um, I'm not here to shit on social media, though. I mean, we all know social media, it's not real. So, I mean, people can do whatever they want on it. It's, it's whatever. It's a good time. We have fun on it. Unfortunately, it's, we rely on it more than ever. But, but we, we can't lie. Like, back in the day, not everyone had a voice. Not everyone had a voice. I mean, freedom of speech and everything is very important. But now everyone has a voice through social media, through things like Twitter, where they can just, you know, hide behind a name that isn't even them. And now everyone has a voice. When I back and should everyone have a voice in that sense? You know what I'm saying? Kind of hilarious. Because then we get shit like this happen. Like perfect example. If you if, if you're a hockey fan, you go on Twitter. Oh my god, dude, I, I just want to pull my fucking head out. The first thing I do almost when I wake up in the morning is I see the trending topics. I barely even watch hockey. But there's always outrage over, like, something that is just... There's nothing There's no, There's no. nothing going on. Like, like, And the problem with social media is we, now we get... we Well, just modern media is we get a million different angles of all these different plays from 17 different cameras that are shooting the same thing and we can slow down these plays that are happening at a million miles an hour and we can watch them in a slow-mo gif on your twitter account and then everyone's bitching like why isn't that a penalty how do we make that call why is the nhl not trying to protect the players on the ice what this is why the nhl is a joke like yada 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 like quick example last night in the calgary flames game and i'm talking about uh it's april 6th today so i'm talking about monday night there was the Flames game. They're wearing the blasty jerseys. I can't remember what goal it was, but Tyson Berry's coming around the coming around the net, coming up the wall there, and he has Milan Lucic barreling down on him. Milan Lucic is going to finish his check. Tyson Berry played multiple seasons as Milan Lucic's teammate. He knows exactly how he plays. He knows exactly what he's going to do. He, like, you can tell me, like, this is the thing. Tyson Berry knows Milan Lucic is on the ice. And if he doesn't, he should have known. So he, he sees Milan Lucic coming at him. He turns, he tries to turn back and go back into his own end instead of just chipping the puck up off the wall and taking the hit to make a play. He tries to turn back. And in his last second attempt to turn back, Lucic continues through the hit, doesn't change his path at all. Barry, trying to get out of the way at the last minute, is clipped by Lucic. Kind of goes down awkwardly. Does it look like a slew foot? It's not a slew foot, but he catches him with his leg on Barry's leg and Barry goes down. Barry falls, Leafs get the puck, they go on and score like right after. And there's just outrage. And of course, the Leafs are the biggest cesspool of online hockey fans you could ever find. 
So I find this clip of someone bitching about it, and obviously they're bitching about it, so everyone replying to it is bitching about the play, but I couldn't believe it. There was not one person saying, like defending Lucic, I guess, saying like, well, this is just a hockey play. That Every single one of them was bitching, saying that this shouldn't have been a penalty, that this is absolute garbage, and then I'm being the loser that I am. I get a huge kick in it, but I always go and I just start replying to people on Twitter, and I'd say like, this isn't a penalty, buddy, like yada, 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 yada. And then... I don't mean to be that guy and just say like it's so obvious that like people arguing with you on Twitter like have not played hockey ever and that they just like don't get the difference of like why that's not a slew foot because like a slew foot I feel like in my eyes is like you're going out there you're making an effort to leave your foot behind and trip up a guy because you didn't get a chance to flatten him with the original hit you tried to make or maybe you leave that foot dragging back when a guy's coming to finish his check on you because you know he'll trip him up there's a million different ways to do it but this play is just a simple forecheck and that if Barry didn't want to turn the puck over and cause a goal in his own end on a play that you know arguably should have been called even though it shouldn't have been I mean I'm just going to get the puck off the glass and take the fucking hit it's just a bad play in my eyes and I mean this is just one example but like you go on Twitter this is my theory, and this is what really scares me, especially about the game of hockey, because I feel like hockey is such a wish-wash fan base. It's not like the NFL or the NLB and stuff. Like, hockey is the only sport that caters to the needs of fans who haven't watched the sport for more than two years. So my concern is, right now online, we have all this talk on Twitter, and I'm primarily talking about Twitter, because that's the app you go to argue about sports with people on and see what the idiots online are saying. But if the majority of this like uh, dialect online is all negative. It's all against, you know, physicality. It's all against um, refs making bad calls. It, and then we're bitching about, now we're bitching about the refs making a million calls. And now we bitch about the refs having too many calls. But if you go anywhere and look online, all these refs are just getting berated everything they miss by the 19th angle of a slow motion video that this guy at home at his desk has watched 13 times in a row to see exactly what's going on. And, and I mean, refs are calling everything now. And then people are bitching about that. I'm like, I believe that the narrative online, if this continues for 10 years and like the only people that are talking or responding to things online are just bitching about the current game of hockey. I mean, like stuff like hitting and fighting 10 years, that won't even be a thing because it's just like the people online that aren't, I don't even think they're hockey fans. I think they like, they view the game from their own opinion of a, a, a they they went to high school with a kid that they thought was a dick to them and now they don't watch hockey and they think that every fucking hockey player in the world's an asshole and the sport sucks and then they try to watch it and they make their comment. And I'm just generalizing. and I have no idea what these people think, but it just, who knows, man? It's a tough, tough look for fucking, like, I mean, just hockey Twitter's a cesspool. And I mean, that's why I think if you don't agree with people on Twitter, you have to chime in <laughs> i mean don't waste your time but i mean i think it's important to chime in sometimes and be like no buddy just because you're pissed that your toronto maple leafs got a fucking missed call against you and that shit's never gonna stop from happening that's just the game that's hockey there'll always be missed calls i mean why don't you put some honus in the puck carrier there's no honus on the puck carrier in the game of hockey anymore guys are cutting to the middle they get flattened out and it's like holy fuck like why'd that guy hit him high i'm like why is buddy cutting through the middle with his head down when he just got a pass up his ass what are we doing like i remember coaches used to literally be like all right like keep your head up going through the middle watch the trolley tracks or like fucking don't stay too far off the boards you might get run the fuck over i don't doubt there's any of that talk anymore guys are just cutting through the middle fuck if they get their head taken off it's the guy's fault for hitting them it's not their fault it's their fault sure maybe if they get it up high there's dirty things that can be happening penalties are still going to occur 
but it's a contact sport. And you know what's happening. There's players out there who whose main part of their game is to be physical and not go out there and score goals. And I hope that never ends. I hope that's, that's what makes hockey beautiful. But um, I don't like the dialect online. I wish it would stop. Or I wish there was a little bit more clap back because I don't think it just, we're just going to let these people who don't even love the game just take it over and ruin it. It's fucking, it's horrific. It really is. I don't really, didn't really expect to go off about whatever the hell I just talked about for the last several minutes. But the last thing I'll speak about hockey, and um, this isn't a hockey podcast, but um, this is, I was bitching about the online community and, and their role. And now I'm going to bitch about a role of a player. Um, we all saw the clip, Eric Carlson eating a fucking apple during his interview. And I didn't watch the interview. I didn't watch the game. I didn't know the context of the situation at all. But I immediately thought in my head, like, what a fucking asshole. Like, what a fucking dickhead. I wanted to grab his ugly mop and literally just smash his head off the fucking... Also, he's been a shadow of the guy he was in Ottawa. I feel bad for Ottawa. Holy, they, what were they, in the, they were in the conference finals a couple years ago. Three years ago, I think, when I was sitting on my couch. Three, four years ago. And I mean, they got a good future coming up. But holy fuck, like, talk about a change. But Carlson, like, I ended up listening to the clip. I had no idea the context of the situation. I thought maybe he played a terrible game. And um, it turns out that he had, like, a goal and an assist. And they won in a shootout. And, like, but apparently earlier in the game, he was all pissy because they were down. And he broke a stick. And... Yada, yada, yada. But, I mean, he's on there. He's eating an apple during the fucking interview, man. Like, he looked like such an asshole. It actually made me so mad. Like, people love, like, ripping on reporters and ripping on the media. And I and I love it, too. Trust me. I'll never stop loving it. But, like, the players have a responsibility to show up to answer the media. And it, I don't care if they don't like their questions. I don't care if they don't like the atmosphere. They just walked out of in their room and they're pissy. Be pissy on the mic or whatever. Don't be chewing a fucking apple in the sound bite. He's taking bites like as they're answering, asking him the question. He's taking a bite and chewing it before he replies after the question's been asked. This looked like a dick. And honestly, I was so baffled. I thought for sure like they just got roasted and they played terrible and he was dash 108. But one of the questions he actually received was, was this one of your best games in the league? To which he laughed and replied no. Like, could you imagine? He's pissed off in a shootout win where they came back from a deficit. And he's playing, he's basically pouting. He's pouting on live TV in front of the media. Like, I don't know. It made me, made me sick. I hope someone like lashed out at him and said, grow up, man. Like, I mean, and reporters have a job. That means they do their job and shut up. They don't act like, when reporters act like they're grinding or like when reporters comment on the grind of an 82 game season, and the disrespect they get from players, and then their response is, players got to realize that we're, we're grinding too. No. Don't. Do not do that. Don't even get me started on that. If you're a journalist, do your fucking job. Shut the fuck up. People like your work. That's where you'll get the communication, the praise, that interaction. No one is going to pat you on the back for doing the job that you signed up for, which is covering in the NHL, which has a, you know, a long duration of a season where you might have to travel. And especially no one's feeling bad if you were literally covering the National Hockey League. Get fucked. Makes me sick. But anyways, I really didn't want to go off on it. I feel like this has been a very, um, we'll say negative episode almost. But that's fine. It's going to happen sometimes. I'm going to leave you with one more thing. I thought about that. I heard this on uh, a podcast the other day. And they were talking about it. uh, Mike Studd's podcast. Actually a good pod. He has some really cool athletes on. Really great conversations. 
But they raised a question in one of those pods, and, and I've, I've been thinking about it daily. I actually messaged a couple people to talk about it. And what if, what if ass cheeks are just the boobs of the back? Think about that for a second. Very, like, obviously very different, but could be kind of similar from afar. Obviously, there's no nipple on a butt cheek, but what if there was? What if your butt cheeks had nipples? You mean you couldn't wear the thong bikini that all these women are wearing these days we see? You, we'd all be wearing, like, shorts. What if it was, like, sec- what if, like, a guy's ass was sexualized because he had nipples on his ass, and we had to, like, run around, like, it was hot for us to, like, wear diapers because we were, like, barely covering our, our sexualized further ass. Wouldn't that be something? Or what, 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 why aren't, why aren't ass cheeks hot? Because they lack nipples? Would nipples make ass cheeks hotter? Or would it make them less hot? Or what if your butt had nipples, but then your, your, your boobs didn't have nipples and they were just bare? Would we cover our asses and then like be free to leave our, our chest free for women, especially too? Something to think about there. And honestly, I don't know. I always laugh too. Like, or like, I just think it's funny. Like, everyone loves boobs. Like, why does everyone love boobs? Like, they're they're just they're just there. But we do. That's what we got to remember. Okay. Anyways, folks, this is episode number thirty-four. Um, thank you for being a part of this. Um, we're gonna act like this is the bonus episode this week because I'm uh, gonna record another one tonight with the lads. Have a have a good interview there. We're gonna pump that out and. Um, and we'll be on our way, and uh, that'll be episode number 35, and if all is well, that'll be released within the next 30 to 48 hours. I'll give that as a timeline, and uh, that'll be out definitely before the weekend. So, I mean, lots to look forward to, folks. Ontario's on lockdown. Don't get me started, but we're having a good time. We're going to do what we can. We're going to deal with it, and uh, we're going to move on, and uh, hope everyone's staying safe, um, and I really hope that we can get out of this uh, pandemic. I mean, it's going back to normal in a lot of places. Uh, not really in Ontario. Kind of feel like we're taking a step back. We keep doing lockdowns that, you know, don't work. But don't get me started on that, folks, okay? We'll save that for another time. But before I go, I'd like to dedicate episode number 34 to the two members of the FV Tyhawk fishing vessel that lost their lives this past weekend. Um, the FE Tyhawk is a vessel that is based out of the Elsie Booktook region in New Brunswick, which is an area that um, I have very many friends from and a lot of great people in that area, a place that I hold very dear to my heart. And I uh, got some unfortunate news that this past weekend, a uh, fishing vessel referred to as the Tyhawk, the FE Tyhawk, was 30 kilometers off of the coast of Nova Scotia when its boat capsized. Um, two members have lost their lives from that vessel one being Seth Monahan, a deckhand, and um, Captain Craig Jumbo Sock. Uh, Mr. Sock was uh, the father of one of my friends and former teammates that I played junior hockey with in Miramichi during my time in the Maritime League, someone that I got to personally meet several different times. And, I mean, what an impression that guy left on me. I've never seen a guy that just, I mean, everyone that met him just would have nothing but good things to say, literally nothing but good things to say. Makes me so sick. Um, Mr. Monahan, Seth Monahan, who also lost his life, he, uh, he was a young guy, and I, I, I didn't know him personally, but uh, this is just so sad. He was way too young for, for an incident like this to happen. And in terms of Jumbo Sock, he was only 49 years old. He was a grandfather, um, had two great young grandkids um, from his son Ty there. And 
Um, in episode 10, we had Trey Lewis, who's a native of LZ Book, to come on this show, talked highly about his, how close the community is, and talked a little bit about uh, a little business they got going, which was derived basically from the Tyhawk, the vessel that uh, unfortunately was involved in this accident. And just makes me so sick, so sick to my stomach that uh, we lost those two. And then other members of the crew are currently fighting for their lives in hospital. And those young men are Tristan Joseph, who's 26 years old, young man by the name of Justice Augustine, who's also 26. Justice and I, I got to know Justice a little bit during my time in Miramichi. Had a lot of great nights, a lot of late nights with him. We had some real fun. And when I heard he was in hospital, it made me absolutely sick to my stomach. And then there's another young fellow by the name of Chase Paul, who's only 22. Uh, Augustine and Joseph are both from LZ Book Took. Paul is from Tobique. I hope I am saying that right. Forgive me if I'm not. Um, so we need some prayers to these young men in the hospital. And obviously we need some prayers to the men who lost their lives at sea. Um, Jumbo was, was lost at sea. There was a search going for him for 25 hours. That search was called off Sunday night. And I mean, this is, this is really heartbreaking. So if I could ask you, leave these men in your thoughts, um, make sure you're giving them some prayers. And honestly, tonight, flick on your front light on your house and leave it on tonight. Let's guide these young men home from sea and uh, get them back to their families because uh, this is a tragedy. And um, LZ Booktook, I've mentioned on other forms of social media before already, they are nominated as a finalist for Craft Hockeyville in Canada this year. The voting for that takes April 9th and 10th. That uh, the, the, The finale for this was already set forth before this tragedy struck. And I mean... It was already an absolute no-brainer. This community deserves to win, but now they needed it even more than ever. the the uh, The arena, the developments they could get from winning Craft Hockeyville could uh, honestly do wonders to a community who right now needs it very, very bad. So please keep these men in your thoughts. Episode number thirty-four goes to Seth Monahan, Jumbo Sock, and the rest of the crew. But those boys are we're, we're praying for them. They're going to be fine. Those young guys we. Well wishes to them. They're going to get out of there and they're going to be fine. And um, I'm, again, praying for uh, Seth, praying for, for Jumbo. God love you both. And um, this is episode number 34 of the project, folks. And we'll be talking to you very soon.